go. What's up, everybody? This is the AZ Foodcast with your hosts, Chef Steve, Chef Turtle, and Chef Ginger. Hey, hey. Welcome to the first Foodcast. So this is a little different. Podcasts are usually based on, you know, talking. We're going to talk about food. We call this the Foodcast because we're going to be talking about anything and everything about food. Food and cannabis, food and CBD, food and agricultural, anything, history. Um, we're going to go around and we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves, who we are. And from that, we're going to dish in and start talking about cool things. So um, I'm Chef Steve. I'm the owner of D Treats, CBD edible company. Um, I also have a THC company called Delish Edible Co. And I also co-host on the Stone Age podcast. I've been a culinary chef for about, I don't know, five years. <laughs> and I've been a infusionist for about three of those years. Um, love what I do. I love cooking. I love cultivating. Uh, I love the science behind food. That really makes it fun, and uh, that's what I do. I, I like to learn more about how we can take foods and make it healthier for our bodies to uh, essentially put good medicine in our human bodies to feel better. So that's what I do. I'm here to have a good time with my friends and uh, teach people. Chef Turtle? Hi. Uh, I've been in the food culinary world for a little over 15 years. Um, my background extends from doing catering events, uh, running barbecue restaurants. Um, I've been infusing and working with different forms of infusion under the table for roughly about eight to ten years. And I've just started getting into the industry this year. Um, I'm just out to help people. I've got a passion to teach people about what kind of dosing you'd want to do, how to get the correct dose, how to help different aspects of pain, memory loss, um, anxiety levels, depression, and what to go about, uh, what strains to go about with that, what kind of terpenes, cannabinoids you're looking for, for those different avenues, and just how to help everybody else out. That's my main goal in this industry, and that's pretty much it. I love cooking. I I love to help people. What can I say? (laughs) Take hey. it away, Chef Ginger. Hey, well, uh, my name's Pat, uh, aka Chef Ginger Kid on Instagram. Um, I am a uh, a guest also on the Stone Age podcast uh, every now and then, um, and uh, I have been a in the culinary industry for 23 years. Now I'm 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 37, going to be 38 this year. But uh, my mom's a professional chef. Uh, she's owned several restaurants. And I've worked in all of her kitchens, maybe illegally, as a little kid, but you're still learning. You know, <laughs> yes, you're yes. learning. The teaching is important. It is important. Um, and I grew up in Germany, and so my mom actually went through culinary schools in Germany, dietary, nutritional stuff. And, you know, I just, I learned how to eat right as a kid. Um, you know, um, was kind of not forced upon us, but um, gently, gently pushed. Pushed. Uh, by mom when we moved to the United States from Germany that we weren't going to be like all the other Americans and I'm saying that with quotes because when we got here in the early 90s everyone's diets were so bad and coming from Germany everything was fresh everything was fresh from locally sourced small artisanal farm to table you went to your grocery store down the street where they had eggs that they pulled from their chickens that they're selling you today kind of stuff you know so it's fresh it was very fresh and and that was just how it was you had to drive an hour and a half to the to to Rammstein Air Force Base in order to get American any style of anything 
And so it was a new thing to us moving here, how the diets differed. And my mom was like, fuck that. And just kind of pushed us on it. So um, throughout, uh, throughout my life, I've had some weird uh, weight issues. I was at 310 pounds uh, when I turned 30. Um, and by 34, I had lost 150 pounds, which wow. is a huge amount of weight. And it was because I'm sick. I have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, and so I have uh, I have used cannabis and food as both of my medicines since my diagnosis. And really, my mom has been using med food as medicine since I was a little kid. I just didn't know that. And so you're taking those those nutritional ideas and you're applying those things to your everyday now as a protocol, as a routine. <laughs> it becomes it becomes a normal thing. Oh yeah. Uh, how to, uh, you know, dosing yourself, eating right. You know, some people want to bitch about, I don't like eating right. Well, it's actually not a not hard thing to no, do. No, it's easy to do and once you, you learn how. Once you learn how. And people complain that it's expensive, but really it doesn't have to be. Right. And I think those are some of the some of the things that we can kind of help um, the listeners at home, uh, kind of oh, yeah. how to figure those things out. You know, how to save some money on on cooking a, a, a good meal for you know a couple of people. You know, on on not a lot of money, or or you know stretching out your 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 medication even your your cannabis products or, or things like that to to get the best the best usage of it. You know, especially if you want to make your own edibles, you know how not to waste those items, how to get the the most out of them, especially when you're uh, on a budget. On a budget, you got to yeah. make everything stretch a little extra. Yeah. I nowadays, know that one myself. Yeah, nowadays we're all going to probably be on a little bit of a more tight budget, and so you know, I think it's a good idea to pass some of that knowledge around. Right, right. That's pretty awesome, man. That's good background on you. Thanks. Back to the medical part. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got twelve holes in each knee. I've had two knee surgeries. And I've got tendonitis and arthritis in my shoulder. So I use cannabis in the edible form daily uh, to help with my pain, my yeah. movements, my muscle aches, and all that. So I can run kitchens 40 to 60 hours a week. I can do eight weeks straight, no days off when I was running a seasonal kitchen in Silverton. And you don't have time, especially in this industry. And a lot of people don't realize that... We, they're look, uh, chefs are looked down on. Oh, yeah, they are. By so many people. They're treated like shit, and they don't comprehend how much we actually go through. It's a lot. And how much we put our bodies through. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, 12 holes in each knee, and I still go every single day as hard as I can. And Not a lot shows. of people like the idea of waking up at 3 o'clock to get to work by 4 o'clock to open up a restaurant to start prep cooking to then open up for breakfast at 8. Yep. And then, then close and then open up again for lunch and then close and then open up again for dinner 14 hour 14 to 18 hour days again yeah 40 to 80 hours a week and if that's a small Fair business enough. you still have to do shopping in between cleaning and <laughs> and your paperwork and everything oh else yeah. so you don't sleep no when you're running your own stuff. it's a tremendous effort when and i when i got into the culinary game um i i, for, I originally thought that i was just gonna learn like, you know, when you're on TV, you know, you sit there, you're in a group, you guys learn recipes. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and that's how you build in the culinary. When I got into the whole thing, uh, it was just a lot of prep work, a lot of book work. Mm -hmm. And not until maybe, in, you had to really get into, like, your first year of culinary is where you really started seeing stuff to do. Um, at our school, we had a restaurant called Cafe Oso. Oh. And this was a, it was a live restaurant on campus 
for all faculty, na neighborhood community, and for students to go. And our culinary school was based off that restaurant. Uh -huh. So during, you had a, a rubric of time, it was a four hour class where you were there at seven o'clock in the morning to break down all the food for that week. Um, and then you'd be done by three o'clock. And bad. that's where you really had the fun because granted you had tables, maybe it was like the most tables we had, maybe 20, 30 tables. Yeah. Unless it was like a banquet. It's about what the Art Institute had as well. Right. So. Um, we, had, we had a couple times where we had banquets, uh, you know, the school would like I get all the faculties. I the banquets. I loved it because <laughs> I got to meet a lot of really cool people that Definitely. some of them became mentors. Yeah. And it was really nice. But the essential thing was is that um, I, I thought it was going to be an easy ride. And once you start getting into the industry, even after college, college was just, that was kind of like learning the hardware of everything. Uh, working in a kitchen, different kitchens, different ways, different SOPs. Uh, it really, it really messes with the way you, you learn things. I mean, I, I was in a kitchen that there was the size of uh, a living room closet. Oh yeah. All right. I was asked to ask with three chefs when it was only made for maybe one chef to be in that, that place. Um, I've been in, in corporate industrial warehouses where it's 250,000 square feet and there's like 12 kitchens in this warehouse <laughs> and there's like 50 per team in each kitchen yeah. ran by chefs and it's a, it's a conveyor belt. It's a brigade. Every, everyone has a mission and a job and you have chefs on like these ladders like you know in the band ladders <coughs> and they're they're sitting up there all right and they're telling their sous chefs to tell these people you know and it's just like it, it's massive madness but dude it, how they work it mm. it's amazing but Culinary is one of the most taxing jobs in this industry. Oh, yeah. Okay. A, we work with your fucking food. We work with your food, people. It does not come out in a dish like that. You know, we don't put it in the oven and say, here, beautiful deliciousness. No, we, we break this down, we fabricate, we source. There's hours of prep work that goes into a dish that you eat in seven minutes. And then the thing about it is, is yeah. that this food needs to be stored, refrigerated, itemized, inventoried accounted for there's processes like there's so much to do there you literally that's the reason my kitchen has to work unified as a team yeah you have to have a good leader you have a fucked up leader you're gonna have a shitty kitchen and i have had my fair share of shitty kitchens oh, yeah. i think we all probably have definitely like hardcore like wow how did you become a chef like Back onto the topic of dosing. <laughs> anyways yeah sorry about that we're a little stoned so we track off guys sorry about that but yeah, we want to talk about uh, dosing. Um, essentially, you know, like dosing for each patient. Why is it essential to have a dosage? Why don't we just, you know, smoke until we get stupid? What's yeah. a good dose for you, Chef Ginger? What uh, kind of, are you a high dose guy? Are you a low dose? Very, very, very high so dose. So what, what's the average dose for you then? Well, um, I... Gotta, gotta be honest, I usually go through about a, a gram of gold or platinum tier BHO, usually from Drip, because they uh, uh, TrueMed is really close to my house, so it's usually pretty accessible for me. Um, I usually go about a gram every two to three days, so okay. wow. um, pretty quick, um, but through that I'm, I'm, I'm also microdosing with um, different oils that I've made and different suspensions that I've made, usually breaking down RSO, just because... Uh, I'm not a biggest fan of RSO, and, and there are a lot of people technically are out there who don't like the, that taste. Um, I, I don't have a problem with the taste, 
um, it's that texture it's really hard for me to kind of get down and it gets stuck to my teeth yeah I understand that so you know um, I, I take a gram of RSO and I kind of uh, break that out into uh, maybe about 50 milliliters uh, uh, ml of uh, MCT oil and I just kind of shoot that down my throat so, okay yeah pretty easy that's so a good I, way to do it you should go through about a, a gram in a week or so as well but I'm, I'm learning that I can actually you know make RSO at home so, uh, and we can actually get into that a little bit later. It's a technique, and we've talked about that on, on my, my page. But um, I, I, essentially, I'm looking for maybe around 2,000 milligrams a day. Oh, okay. Honestly. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. If, if my math is right, about that much. But I have, I'm a double overdose survivor. Okay. Um, well, thank I, you for surviving. Thank you. Definitely yeah, I'm, I'm glad. That. It was a, a Butrans transdermal pain patch, and it's, it's essentially a derivative of a fentanyl. And um, they said, uh, they, they put it on my back at the doctor's office, uh, right here. Uh, they said take it off in seven days. Uh, don't soak it, don't go swimming, but you can, you can shower and otherwise be fine. Um, I left the doctor's office, drove down the street, uh, went into Sprouts, which, I mean, this is in a span of 20 minutes and overdosed, um, getting my, uh, my lunch, essentially. Um, and had I gone home, I would be dead. So that, that going to Sprouts was a good thing on me. So, I mean, everything happens for a reason. Definitely, so. definitely. But since that, you know, I've always, I've always been, a, uh, I say a cannabis user since I was... 23 actually, it's a little bit later okay. in life. Gotcha. Um, yeah, most of us started off with t teenagers like yeah, yeah. 10 to 13, yeah. maybe 15, I think, is the average that I've. I, I was, when I was in high school and middle school, that's what it seemed to be. Yeah, I mean, my, my dad's a cop, so okay. uh, I mean, right that there. That could explain why. Yeah, and, and I'm, I was a very very good kid, you know. I, sheltered I, a little bit? Uh, my mom was, was sheltering a little bit, but it, it was in a, in a nurturing and good way. Yeah, you nothing know, bad definitely. about that. She, she pushed the arts on, on the kids and I, uh, and the kids being my brother and sister, and I think they're very well-adjusted human beings because of that just a little bit of sheltering, you know, but she didn't like us watching The Simpsons. She thought that was vulgar because, you know, um, Bart called his dad Homer and not father or dad, and so that just... That was not a good thing for her. It's now okay, you know. She's she's grown out of that that kind of that proved mindset, if you will. But um, her her ideas of growing up as kind of like a hippie kid, she would never ever tell us if she's ever smoked weed. She's always laughed about it, but has never said yes. Gotcha. She's never confirmed or denied. Um, but uh, you know, she went through cancer, uh, colorectal stage three or almost stage four. And that would actually spawned my direction into this industry. I'd always smoked weed, but basically since about college. So since the Art Institute, since about 2005 here in, in Arizona, actually. Gotcha, gotcha, um, hell yeah. Yeah, right before we medicalized here, you know, and, and I, I actually had to move away. But um, in Texas, it's very dangerous to, to do those things. But coming back here as often as I could, you know, it was, it was kind of a little bit more accessible. So I'm glad I was able to, in a way, grow up with how Arizona developed its medical canvas. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, after my overdose in Texas, I actually went through and um, I, I, I've put in uh, testimony to try to help pass laws in, in, in Texas, specifically in Austin, uh, to... to help recreationally legalize medicalize any anything alive because I mean like in, in a in, in the way that they treat cannabis there um, 
you know, we had a kid in Pflugerville, Texas uh, in like 2012 timeframe who uh, got some probably pretty shitty ditch weed. You know, and this kid's like a senior in high school and made weed brownies and took him to a party thinking he's hot shit and got caught with it. And they threw the fucking book at him and just just ruined this kid's life. I mean, like... Up Over to, a little bit of weed. Up to and including, I think they were up to, I don't think death penalty was on the board, but it's up to, like, the maximum. Like, they're going to throw this kid's life in the garbage for, like, $20 bag of ditch weed. And Texas ditch weed is the worst. Um, and, you know, it's just not a, it was not a good thing. And so when my mom was going through her, her whole cancer experience in Texas... I was here in Arizona just getting my medical card, wishing I could give these these items to her. And that pushed me to to no longer accept the, the suffering I see in other people. If I can maybe not control it, but help guide people, even even with a little bit of advice. I mean, I, I obsessed over dosing people with that are, are experiencing cancers. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I was going through what my mom was going through on, you know, in, in like a, a, a secondary kind of way. She's explaining all of these things, how she's going through her treatments, how she's going to go through surgery, how, how these medicines are making her feel. And I just, if I could just get her a gram of RSO, even just a gram of that RSO, just so she could get through that, that suffering would have been minimized. And so... Hey, well, we Tommy! Now, actually, we've so got our press man, Tommy, in the house. But yeah, so... Yeah, so what, I just decided, got into all that because of all that. I just basically decided I was going to take the, the, cannabis, in, the, 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 the cannabis knowledge I was learning as a medical patient here and expand upon that, pull in knowledgeable people, and, and I mean, basically your friends help make who you are in, in a very real sense. You, you pull information from these people. You trust them with your information, you know, and and you guys share these, <gasps> these processes. Hitting on the metal, bro. Oh, and and eventually, you know, you're able to start producing your own meds at a consistent base, you know, consistent quality for yourself, um, and yourself. that makes it a lot more affordable for Absolutely. the patient. Absolutely, and, and that's one of the avenues we want to touch on many times throughout all of our episodes that we're going to be doing. Exactly. Um, hell yeah! Hell yeah! So I mean, and, like, uh, Turns out looking like that. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's good. Cool. Ooh, that looks beautiful. Yep. Uh, Fuck some, yeah. uh, uh, straight eight lemonade or the gross sciences that I got. Yeah. Pressed it. Nice. Uh, so uh, I got more to press. So Tommy's here with his uh, with his press and uh, he's uh, <laughs> has pressed some uh, straight eight lemonade. Straight, straight eight, eight lemonade. I think it's just called straight. Lemonade, because yeah. like, it's like straw and then eight. Ah, gotcha. Straight, okay. straight lemonade. That's awesome. Well, this well, is going to be pretty cool when we get this all set up here. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're still fully functionable throughout the day with uh, 2,000 milligrams. Absolutely, absolutely. And I don't, I don't usually admit that a lot, but um, yeah, definitely functional. I mean, I do. I have a day job as well. And, okay. Like, sadly, you know, yes. Yes, I, I mean, I have a day job in, in a very important Can you, field. is that your cup? I don't want to touch Oh, yeah, yeah. In a very important field. I'll touch your glasses. Uh, doing, all, you know, doing a lot of very important shit for some very, very high companies. Gotcha. So, um, I, 
I need to be able to dose myself at a reasonable pace throughout the day so that A, I'm not, I'm not sitting there couch locked with my laptop open not working and B, uh, you know, not blowing through all of my meds just sitting there smoking all day because eventually, you know, that you get greened out. Or... Tommy, grab Steven real quick to check his phone. What'd you have, Steven? But, all right. Well, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah. So, it's uh, what am I telling them? I pace those. I pace it throughout the day. Essentially, I pace it throughout the day. I usually, start my day a little bit of a heavy, couple of you know, pretty big, heavy, thick dabs. Maybe smoke a bowl after that. Okay. Um, and then I start my day. Yeah, I usually wake up kind of early, so it, it, it is what it is. But uh, where is that? Probably don't. <laughs> um, that's what it was. Um, so, uh, yeah, I usually start my day pretty, pretty early. I medicate pretty heavily, so by the time I start my, my work day for my day job, I, I've dissipated off a little bit of that heavier med to initially get my system going, if that makes gotcha. sense. Gotcha, yeah. So the actual initial high is kind of dissipated, but you still have the medication purposes that are still going to affect you for correct, correct. however long they're going to last yeah, yeah, your so system I, personally. Maybe about 250 milligrams is what I start my morning with, give or take. Yeah, on average. Okay, there's no okay. supports yeah. in a tight behind you. I'm a, I'm a low-dose guy, so yeah. I'm between 10 and 20 myself. Uh-huh. But um, that works beautiful for my pain, for um, me, purposes. For me, I have to, uh, it's at least 200. Okay. Yeah. And still fully functional for your day jobs and stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is that 200 to start that, that, That's, that's just the... 200, like, if I would, a minimum that I would eat. Okay, that makes sense. That makes right. sense. To fill it. Gotcha. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not smoking 2,000 milligrams, mind you. That's, that'd be a lot of pretty heavy smoking, I yeah. think. Um, I'm also ingesting a lot of that through oils. Yeah, so. and it breaks down, it, the breakdowns on that is a little different with your endocannabinoid system, and it'll Quite affect a you a lot differently than just smoking and smoking mm-hmm. and smoking. But just as everybody gets kind of gets used to a dosage after a while you will eventually get there and you know that's that's the idea is once you can get there to kind of like i almost like say i, I maintain a cannabis tank <laughs> i always yeah. try to keep it kind of kind of topped off just a little bit you know i, and, I like that perspective on it because you want to have a certain level flowing through your body so you're able to function without the either the pain the anxiety the depression pretty much um just different avenues that people deal with that could hinder them in their average work day mm-hmm. we're trying to help f- help the patient figure out a way that works for them right like you're the high dose kind of a man i'm a low dose kind of a man so mm-hmm. throughout the day i'll grab a 10 milligram gummy um a few times a day throughout my work day or whatever it takes away the pain yeah um sometimes i'll go 20 milligrams depending on if it's raining or not you know, sure the, the moisture in the air, the humidity, does actually play effect with me. It does, me with too. With me, because my know knees will swell up, and that's when I'll double up on my meds, but I'm still mm-hmm. extremely confident. Like, one of my chefs uh, that I worked with the other day, um, he had mentioned that he could tell if, if anybody who was stoned in that kitchen. Really? And I said, okay, am I stoned right now? He said, <laughs> no. I said, well, guess what? I am stoned 24-7, and what I mean by that for myself is I consider being stoned, being medicated. Yeah, I'm fully functional, I can do what I do um, in any kitchen manner, in any kind of aspect of work, um, 
it doesn't hinder my motor skills or anything like that. Yeah. But it, it's a medication level that keeps my joints moving properly. Basically the lubrication in my body. See, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Um, the, the syndrome I have is called Ehlers-Danlos and actually affects the, uh, the collagen and elastin in, in, my, in my system. So people at home you can see, see how stretchy this all is skin is. Um, and granted, I know I lost some weight, but this is how all of my ligaments and joints are all throughout my body. So um, I'm kind of like you. I'm always in just a, a discomfort, especially in my knees. I've actually had, had a knee surgery myself. So oh, yeah. um, it's just been, uh, it's been a gradual increase over a long period of time to, to get to this dosage. Okay. So Perfect. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you don't just. I'm gonna take a uh, you know 1,000 milligram cookie and eat that today. You know, you just don't do that to start off unless you just want to get fucked up and. That's a day off. That's a day with off. With nothing plus, to do, couch life. lock I status. Felt, we're watching fucking Looney Tunes yeah. and Ninja Turtles or something. Yeah. I felt Ninja great Turtles. last night. I um, had some uh, prickly pear oh. um, juice. With, it's made with RSO and hash. Oh, and nice. and that's it was like super, super strong. And I had an RSO capsule, and it had me right where I needed to be. I didn't want to get out of bed though for work. Really <laughs> <laughs> for work. Uh, I definitely understand those days. Other uh, than that, it was great. So uh, the one thing I have noticed about edibles uh, for myself, yeah. I don't know if it's with everybody else, but when I eat an edible you before bed, because I've been in a lot of pain. <laughs> If the edible does not actually kick in, like I don't feel the effects, yeah. mind you, I'm a heavy smoker as well, but I can differentiate when the edible actually kicks in and uh -huh. starts affecting in the first hour that it, the effects happen. Oh yeah. Compared to when I'm smoking and it's instantaneous, oh, I yeah. get a different feeling. So my my curiosity on it is when I get that effect before I pass out or crash out or go to bed, however you want to phrase it. Um, I'll wake up and I'll be perfectly good. Uh -huh. I might be a little groggy for about 10 minutes. But if I do not feel the effects and I'm just so dead tired and I fall asleep, I wake up in the morning, the first hour, oh. I'm like just floating <laughs> like I don't want to do a damn thing. I think that has to do with metabolism. So. To be honest with you, and like how much you had in your in your gut before eating that that edible. To be honest, that's yeah, I, I was wondering on that, but also with the because your bloodstream slows down, every part of your body slows down yeah. a good percentage when you're sleeping because you're not moving. Everything is just at a dead standstill for the most part, other than the fluids flowing through your body. So it pushes it through a lot slower. And yeah. I'm just getting that tail end, but it's a very it's intense a tail, tail end. end. Yeah, for sure. No, I've experienced that before myself. In I would think actually maybe a heavy protein uh, like meal or a heavy fat meal before eating. Other a, than a sugar, high sugar based. Probably, yeah. Because that's gonna make you feel like shit in the next. Morning. Yeah, definitely. But I may mean, think if you had like a, a at least like a a, a quarter rich, pounder with cheese, you know, with fries from so McDonald's. So rich in fats. Yeah, so rich in fat, and then you ate an edible. Um, right before bed kind of thing, you're probably going to get that kind of delayed liver response because it's taken longer for your liver to process See, all of those oils and fats okay, in your system. Okay, gotcha. I would, I would think, again, I'm not a doctor, but just no understanding sense. kind of how these things process, maybe that would be why that happens. Okay, and that's if you eat something a little bit lighter or something yeah. that digests a little quicker. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, my buddy Ricky, like, uh, his system's just different. Oh, my bad. You're good. Um, Oh, everybody's systems yeah. different. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. How's system, his system? His different? system's different. Is um, 
it, his body doesn't die by the time he metabolizes it too fast before the THC goes into his bloodstream. So, like, he okay. has a hard time filling edibles. So, like, oh, I've um, heard of that. He, so he, he has, has to, to break down. Yeah, so he has to stick with, like, liquid. Mm-hmm. Stuff oh, like, it takes your form so it starts and stuff the like that. Activation it, in the it, it doesn't have to go through the liver. Gotcha. Oh, okay. So, so he needs a more bioavailable. Yeah. Uh, but so that's that's something we'll probably eventually get into is the bioavailability of certain fats, certain uh, proteins, certain uh, different ways you can infuse these medications to get these the, the effects that you're looking for, you know, in different quicker ways. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. I know a couple people that they can't eat edibles because they've said a hundred times over it doesn't affect them and they're just wasting their money. Right. So people, some people it. it works like that so their best for option sure. in my opinion would be a concentrate if they're looking for a heavy heavy dose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're looking for a consistent dose throughout the day um, and the smell doesn't matter uh, pre-rolls yeah, yeah. just Definitely. roll your pre-rolls and just keep consistently smoking to yeah. keep that level of pain relief or high anxiety or depression at a good base so you can function throughout your day for sure well i mean and then to to take that even one step further is if you're if you can't ingest and you can't smoke, there's always the suppository route that you can potentially take to get that into your bloodstream. And that sounds weird to it a lot of it's people. It's instant. I've done them. Suppository is worse. There's nothing wrong a, with it. It's it, a very big part of this industry. It's a very effective manner. It's Absolutely. going to hit you quicker. You're going to get mm-hmm. a lot more of the effects from it. Yeah. And it's all about self-comfort. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and if you're really all about getting medicated, yeah. you're not going to... Worry about what somebody worry else about thinks. Worry about how you're, your you're medicating. Nobody has to know. You're gonna medicate what works for you. Well, yeah. I mean, in people with gut issues, lymphatic issues, colorectal Believe issues. Believe it or not, I, I'm thinking about putting myself, making myself a, a suppository because yeah. I think that'd really help. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? Really, it's two inches, guys. Yeah. Two inches. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not doing weird butt you, stuff. Huh? Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're not doing First burn on this podcast. Oh, my Lanta. Look at that. <laughs> so what you got there? Uh, uh, Matt THCA. Oh, nice. Drip. And this is by Drip? Yeah. Nice, yeah, yeah. They're, now uh, that we have this man real quick, we'd like to give a shout out to Discreet Treats. A nice yee-yee. CBD. It's very gorgeous. CBD edible company. We've been here around for about three years. Uh, we are the only CBD delivery company that I know so far. I mean, I guess everyone's doing delivery now. I can't say that, but we were. We provide CBD delivery to our patients. They don't have cards, apparently. Unfortunately, um, in this Arizona industry, uh, to get really good quality CBD is in the dispensary. And, um, well, dispensaries that haven't really gotten to that whole CBD dispensary thing lingo yet. Sure. Uh, but it's almost a year ago, literally would have to get turned away and go to a smoke shop uh-huh. to get CBD quality meds. And well, you know what we get at smoke shops, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not sure I trust them because I don't know where the test results are actually coming from. That's like well, me saying, like, I'm going to go to Circle K and get me some fucking CBD. They're going to try to hit hmm. you up with some Kratom while you're there as well. Now, I, I <laughs> did see Select is in Food City. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They Select have a full CBD everywhere. line yeah. that's They're in Food City. I've seen a lot of places myself. Um, Select and uh, Charlotte's Web, believe it or not, is Charlotte's Web back. has been pretty oh, popular. Oh, wow, okay. I was going to well, say, I haven't while, heard that name in a minute. Uh, Charlotte's, good, Web, right, Charlotte's Web and Blue Moon were one of the, like, beginning CBD big trends. Companies 
Well, the thing is, is that they were putting doughy shit in it, and people were getting their stuff tested. Uh, and, like, Blue Moon, my sister got the 1500 milligram tincture bottle yeah. sent from Florida. Alright, she comes and brings it down, and she's like, I, I tried it, nothing happened. I'm like, well, you should have felt a little something, 1500 milligrams. Alright, cool. They, bring, they give her another bottle. Like, oh, okay, no big deal. We'll get you another bottle. I took that bottle, and being a fresh company, I got it tested at C4 Laboratories. Shout out to C4 Laboratories. And zero. Wow. Zero cannabinoid. Wow. Zero, whoa, whoa, whoa. And what's this? Uh, that was, uh, um, it was Blue Moon 1500 milligram tincture. Yeah, see. Now that was beforehand, not now. Oh, no, yeah, it's not it's now. This is, this is going back like three years. Let's make that clear. For yeah, everybody. sorry, it's guys. I think now. it's clear that it was going back three years when everything was super unregulatory and people didn't know what the hell they were really doing. This is still happening in places still like happening. Texas, though. Yeah. It's still happening. And it's but not, you can't fault the actual company. You have to fault the people that are claiming they know how to do it and then fucking up the entire exactly. process. Until part of my language. you fault the company when you do reach out to them and telling them, hey, I got this stuff tested out third party. And then you email them the testing results, and they, they take that as in, we'll take this into consideration, but our team of blah, 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 make sure that we have triple testing to double post this on Instagram, how about that, yeah. I wasn't even at that person at that time to do that, but sure. I was, but in lieu, they wanted to send me out $500 in free of meds. To buy you up. To shut you up. So, it's not the first time it's happened. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of that, but hey, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about food. what food. food. So I brought my boy here, Tommy, <coughs> Mr. Coronavirus. <laughs> oh, fuck. But um, I brought him here today because we want to talk about food and what's not better than the vegetation that we're talking about today is cannabis. Cannabis <coughs> is a food source, guys. All right, just because we compress it and make nice. delicious cannabis out of it, absolutely, we can literally eat this shit. It has properties like literally, I've been eating those damn chips. Yeah. All right, it's helping my tummy. All really? right, just because the chlorophyll in the freaking and in the material itself that has not been burned off or pressed off. Uh -huh. All right, it literally <laughs> helps the acids and the nitrates in our stomach. All right, not jumble so much. All right. Chlorophyll is good, good for fiber. the body. Yeah, and it's very fibrous, which means that if there's any shit clinging onto your intestines, it's pulling that off. Yep. So, I mean, this is a great source. Um, Tommy was so gracious to be blessed by Grow Science. Uh, Grow yes. Science. Thank you, Grow Science. Uh, took care of him, and they took care of a lot of patients here in the Arizona industry with the stimulus package and hooked up a whole bunch of people with quarters. Yeah, I missed that. I, I fell short. I didn't realize I it until I was too late, but it's well, all good. Much nice love to them. Wow. Right. So the, there's the a lot patients. of happy people here in, in the valley that have got blessed with a quarter of Gross Science's finest. Nice. And what were the two options you said they had? Um, the one that I, I don't know. The one that I got was um, Street Lemonade. Street Lemonade. I love it. But he said that uh, very nice. You said they. Yeah, I'm about to press some of it. So he came here today to show everybody uh, nice. his personal pressing machine. We call him the mobile presser. I think we need to find a good name for him to get him out there, but uh, his whole concept is that he brings the press to you. All right, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a service. Well, it sounds better. The rolling rosin room or, um, <laughs> or uh, what was the other one? Can't think of it. That dab got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, portable Damn. press and sesh. 
Portable presence. There you go. That's not bad. That's a little difficult to say. Yeah. Or roll, rolling rosin room. Rolling rosin room. See, I like that this is a really uh, a, a, a quicker process machine. You know, I, I, what we were talking about on the, the podcast a couple days ago was the... Uh, um, hit a big one. My ethanol extractor, okay. and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit longer process to make shatters well, and, and RSOs with it. I mean, it's still like two or three hours. You know, you still it's light not, it on that one. not that long. Oh, this one's yours. But um, so, you know, this is this is almost instant results for you. So I have immediate meds, where mine becomes meds over, over a, a course, over a process. So. Very similar. Hey, we're not practicing six feet, boys. Back up. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There we go. Hi, yeah, you're fine. That's not even six feet, but okay, I'll give you that. Trust right, trust, ladies and gentlemen, for anyone who remembers from the Back up. Yeah. It's all right. Hold on, let me get the scenes on you. Let's chill. Oh. Ah. Big shout out to uh, 3M for making fantastic masks. This okay. thing. Is grace. What is that? Like the M1000? Uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, it is the M5101. Alright. Yeah. Alright, 5101. So he's, he's past the 95. He's in the 5101. Micro particles. So let, let's get on the topic of uh, early morning eating and why it's good. Oh, you know? God. Um, it's I'm essential. My, yeah, I'm myself. I can't eat right out the gate sure. when I wake up. It takes me a while. I have to smoke a lot and all that. And one thing I've, I've found for myself is I like to to at least start my day eating either eating a fruit or blending a couple fruits together with some uh, fresh juice yeah. and making a, a little smoothie out of it. Um, it's some good nutrients, get your body going, and that way you can start functioning properly. Definitely. What I really want to do is once we get into our grow room, I don't have grow right here in this area, but once we go recreational and grow is more... Uh, taken back by um we're getting, I, I need more flower i want more trim i want more of the plant material itself yeah because canna juicing oh, is really yeah. important canna juicing is essential and what i want to do God damn it. what i want to do is not fuck this up <laughs> what i want to do is <coughs> essentially i want to canna juice every month yeah Alright, definitely. Uh, it's not all about having activated THC in your body. Currently, it's essential. It's yeah. very nice. But there is a lot of acidic essential vitamins and nutrients in the candle plant itself. Yes, uh, very true. Taking the candle leaves, about a pound and a half. Alright, I don't want to sit there and literally count every leaf and then weigh it. Sure. But a pound and a half yields more nutrients than having your essential vegetables and fruits throughout the day. That's great to know. And that's a plant. Yeah. There's also other uh, nutrients in there that we don't get from all our food source. Vitamin K, mm -hmm. zinc, riboflavin, okay? <laughs> all right, all these in there, natural things, we have chlorophyll, dextrochlorophyll. Dextrochlorophyll is very, very component for the acids in our stomach, okay? Very for, for celiac disease, all right, IBS, yeah. Crohn's disease, um, gastroparesis. All, all inflammatory bowels. Anything that has to deal with the gut. Yeah. Why are we doing that? It's because what we're taking is all those nutrients and cannabinoids from the plant itself. We're not activating it, so we're not decarbing the plant. We're not activating the THC or the CBDs or the terpenes. Now here's the essential thing. When you guys take the plant and you heat it up, you're burning off terpenes, 
you're burning off cannabinoids because you're heating something to take it from one structure and break it into another structure. Right. That's the whole thing of decarving. When you're juicing something, juicing uses very low heat because you're using centrifugal force from the blade, which oscillates and maybe gives you low heat, mm -hmm. but essentially is extracting all the juice from that matter, discarding the matter, giving you the juice. So when we're breaking that down, we are breaking down and taking extracting the fatty oils, the lipids, all right, the THCAs, all the CBDAs, the trichomes that we don't usually get because we're burning them off. Right. And then especially what's very vital is terpenes. Good to see, bro. Okay. With terpenes, okay, we get that it's called bio-entourage effect. We have an entourage effect where we have CBD and THC that come together giving you that medicinal effect. But I understand right now. Bio-entourage effect is when we're getting terpenoids bioterpenoids, cannabinoids, THC. We're getting the full root of that bitch, and it's all working to get to what you need. And that's what we're really looking to gain for, is because when you get that into your body, there's no way for the, the bioavailability in your body not to reject that. Sure. Because it's, it's all healthy. Oh my gotta, lord. I just gotta say, it looks like someone's foot. So it's 45 <laughs> minutes, and then we'll take a break, and then we have 15 minutes. Yeah, so like, it's 60 uh, minutes total. Oh. That's the straight. So we have five minutes, and we're just gonna take a break. Nice. So basically, what we're kind of saying is your favorite strain isn't necessarily your favorite strain just because you like the way it gets you high. There's a bouquet of items going on in your system, functions in your in your body that are using different chemicals, the compounds within that plant. Mm -hmm. In the beginning of, makes it your of the Arizona Medical Marijuana Program, when you had your medical marijuana card and you were a first-time patient in most dispensaries, yeah. they would uh, give you your first-time patient, but they would hand you a little booklet yeah. right, with patient education. And the back of that booklet, it had a chart like of strains for you as a patient to chart down the strain that worked for you, the effect. I remember that. The I log. do too. The yeah. log. The log. I okay. used yeah. it as well. I did too. Right. Back that was in like 2000. Exactly when the first what? happened, and then they 10? got rid of it because they thought it was ineffective for I patients. Think Urban Greenhouse still offers. Yeah, that I was gonna sometimes. say one is a yeah. dispenser. I, I got the other day Urban offered it. I gotta get a few of them just to. Yeah, maybe make a few. Exactly, make, make our own. Yeah, essentially, own. because log log your favorite strain. That's what I did with my mother. My mother, um, she needs specific strains in her body, or she'll just get high. And that's Ooh, we got a little pressing you going on. Oh my gosh, look at that. We got ourselves a little press. Hold on, let me yeah, get, get, get a close up of that. While he's pressing, I just wanted to show you guys this. So, ladies and gentlemen that are listening here on the podcast here, we have our friend Tommy. Uh, Tommy Press Extraordinaire. Top, Top Shelf Tommy. Top Shelf Tommy. And he's got some beautiful flour over here that he's about to squish into some concentrate. That's how I rotate this motherfucker. So, he has a nice little mobile press. And it's a 10,000 pound one, you said? Six ton. Six ton. So it's a six ton pressure gauge wine, and he's got the temperature at, I'm guessing, maybe a little bit under 200? 170. 170. Not bad. And uh, what kind of flour are we using? Uh, straight eight Grow Sciences. We're using straight, straight eight. Sorry, straight lemonade. Straight lemonade from Grow Science. How hydrated is yours? Um, pretty nice. You want to spray it at all? Or? Um, it should be pretty good. I mean, like, I sprayed his. It was our temperature. So what we're looking at right now, uh, folks that are listening at home, is some black mamba. Uh, oh, wow. that's gorgeous! Get a little shot of that over by here. By Move, mm -hmm. right behind you, brother. 
dispensary it's up to you. and move is in multiple uh, states actually as far even, as it, yeah. even if it's real hydrated I still just missed it and as far as I'm told anybody who sells black mamba got it from them so you know there's a strain that I haven't seen in Arizona in quite some time yeah. it used to be called black tie black tie and that was yeah. a little close. Look, look at these beautiful strings. frosty ladies. Yeah. Let's bring that out in the sun, bro, yeah. man. That is We have a break, literally. So hey everybody, we're gonna take a quick five to ten minute break. Uh, we're gonna hang out here and remedicate so we can come back on the show and finish out strong. So we'll come back to you in about ten to fifteen minutes. This is the AZ Foodcast with your host, Chef Ginger, Chef Turtle, and Chef Steve. And our rosin press, uh, what do you call yourself, Tommy? Top Shelf Tommy. I'm gonna remember that when I'm not medicated. We'll come back to you guys. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. So we're back here to finish off the rest of our segment, and we were just we got into talking about everything, what's going on right now, and you know how we're gonna get back into the loo of things uh, once the world gets back to normal. But is it gonna get back to normal? Um, I feel that the world has forever changed. This is gonna be a new way of life. Um, people are gonna be aware of you know what's going on in the world. Oh, yeah. So, um, we were also talking about services, how there's going to be a demand in services and how how can we help you guys out there in the community get what we what you guys need. Yeah. And me, uh, Chef Turtle and Chef Ginger, we provide services not only in culinary foods and uh, Top Shelf Tommy. Yeah, I got it this time. <laughs> we got but, a rolling rods and press man. But what we uh, essentially do... Um, we just don't cook. We innovate, but we also con consult. We also consult about nutrition. We talk about agriculturally uh, recipes. We teach you about infusion. We teach you about food cleanliness, kitchen cleanliness, um, sanitation procedures, uh, operation procedures, um, a wide variety of different things. Uh, Decarving. De history of your nutrition. There's a lot of things that you really need to know about history in nutrition to understand what you're trying to do in nutrition and food in a whole. Um, we provide that service for you. Um, in the normal realm, before pre-pandemic, you could go and go to an event or you could go to a, uh, a meeting or something like that and get one of these people to go with a fee. Well, uh, as we are in a standstill in America, how do we do that? How, how can we still reach out to you, the patient? Well, we have created a network where we can come together with multifaceted different uh, services. We have years of background experience in culinary, in nutrition, health and, and uh, health and safety standards, and not to mention a shit ton of networking on education on cultivating, pressing, infusing, extracting, and more. We can take this to you by bringing it to your home. Just as we are here, we can take it to you. 
Now, you're gonna say, wait, but how can we do that under the CDC, you know, standards? Well, the CDC standards say that you have to have less than 10 people in your direct area for contact, right? Well, one of our chefs, it doesn't have to be all of us. Yeah. One of us, depending on scheduling and availability. And what you're looking for. And what you're looking for. One of us will be via out to we're mobile. Come out and inf- educate and infuse your entire family. Now, when we say educate and infuse, we are not infusing with THC. We're going to be compliant and legal and stay with full spectrum or CBD straight. So, differences is that with full spectrum, you are playing with a little bit of THC, but you're under the national regulatory standards. Now, that's if you don't have a card. We yep. also offer patient to patient. Correct. You have to have a card. Show Didn't proof let me of finish. <laughs> if you want to do THC infusions, well, so, I can't let you finish. <laughs> so, anyways, what he was saying is that we do have options for the medical card holder. So, if you want to do patient to patient infusion, that's again, then we can go ahead and do infusion based on your purchase of medicine, based on your allotment, and we teach you how to infuse your medicine with your standards and our yeah. skills. We can't buy you meds and bring them to you. Maybe Correct. In a, maybe you in a perfect world. That. You're only paying for the services that we offer and the knowledge that we will you know, we'll be teaching. Give us a call and say, what do I need? Go pick it up with your card. Mm-hmm. We'll be there on spot. So you're, you're paying for the class you're not, and you're paying for the learning of the infusion. A lot of people get misconcepted, like, well, it's an infusion class, that means that you buy the marijuana and infuse it, and I pay for the, the, the class? No. No. Doesn't work that way. Maybe in Colorado, <laughs> but not here. <laughs> Correct, because it's a medical state, so we have yeah. standards and laws that we have to abide by. Absolutely. Um, and that way, we can stay safe and out of jail, because of some of the stupid laws that they have going on. But we can also we also want to teach everybody the knowledge. That way they can do it in an affordable manner. Yeah. And they can do it safely at their home. They can they know what they're putting into their body. They know the dose. They can get the full breakdown of it. Um, depending on the class you're taking, we can do breakdown charts, portion cup charts, milligram to gram, yeah. from just from a percentage. We can teach you how to get that. Uh, we, we could do a recipe build. We can build you your own cookbook for your own house, for your family. Exactly. It doesn't have to be just about, you know, cannabis. I mean, like, I, as, as somebody who's very sensitive to certain types of foods, if you're having gut issues or people in your family are having blood sugar issues or things of that nature, we can go through your pantry and show you the items in your pantry that actually could be causing you some, some grief. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you that... If the first 20 ingredients are weird chemicals and sugar and and weird fats that you shouldn't be eating, maybe that's why you're having diarrhea in the morning. Or how to clean your pantry. Or having stomach pains or whatever, you know, awkward cramps in the morning. Cleaning your pantry is key essential. My mom cleaned her pantry. There was this can of yams Mm -hmm. in there from 2004. Clean your pantry, folks. (laughs) Clean your pantry. She was like, no, it's canned. It's still good. Maybe in the apocalypse. I unravel. I uncork that thing, and it was caramelized oh. and cake. Why would you uncork that? And it though? had a white foam going around That's it. That's why I'm asking. Why the hell would you uncork that? Just to prove to my mom that these were not edible. From t- <laughs> Them spores, though, getting in the air was not the smartest idea. Nope. Uh, uh, That's one thing we want to also talk about and learn about, too, is uh, teaching people about shelf life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, even your meds have a shelf life. Well, even Yes, see, that is a very true factor, especially with your edibles. They indeed. They all have a shelf life. And people have misconceptions. You know, go ahead. 
What? It's barely bubbling. Oh, barely bubbling? Um, people have misconception, you know, uh, that go by, like, milk is a big misconception, yeah. you know? Uh, you have to throw out, out milk at its fucking do, uh, expiration date. Um, it's a big, it's a fad, you know, like cheese, milk, all uh, your yogurts and stuff like that. They have expiration dates based on the estimated shelf life expectancy that they have for that product. But if you keep it refrigerated and it's in a shelf life cycle, it can reach out another week or so. Sure. All right. A lot of people throw away food waste, and that's the reason why America has the highest <laughs> food waste in the world. We're poorly educated when it comes to how. We oh eat. no, that's kind of unfortunate. It's sad. We throw away so much waste. All right, in our landfills and stuff like that. Literally, I mean, granted, like they bury it and it turns into biocompost. But I mean, but the, that waste can be resourced and renewed to other things. Animals, agricultural, yeah. homeless people. I mean, like. Ooh. Am I gonna be in love? <laughs> Let's see it. I like that face. Oh, fuck. Wow. <laughs> okay, so okay. I'm gonna be in love. It got stuck on the puck, though. This is what I was talking about. When I turn the temperature down low and I try to make more of a batter consistency, um, it, did, it wasn't bubbling out all the normal time. Right. But I'm used to, so I let it go a little bit longer. Now I got rosin on the puck, and I'm gonna have to try to scrape off. Gotcha. Real quick, I want to give a shout out to Dorothy Lawson from Ruby Red Confections. She's got some of the best, best baked goods, oh, yeah. edibles for patient to patient. I definitely see that. Um, great prices. She also does just regular uh, confectionery work, baked goods, pastries, and all that. Is there any of her products so, anywhere in the valley? There are, and I can't think of the names of the few dispensaries that carry them right now, sadly. I'm having a little bit of a brain fart. But it is all over my Facebook uh, for Ruby Red Confections, so you can definitely get the link off my Facebook within the last 10 days easily of multiple posts. Um, that is definitely one way to find it. Nice. Um, I just wanted to give her a good shout-out because she has taught me a lot. Yeah. Got any shout-outs? Well, um... You know, I do have a shout out to uh, Hoffman Brewing Company. That's my uh, that's my sister's uh, coffee company, actually in Houston, Texas. Uh, nice. She's actually brewing coffee and delivering it to people, or you can drive by and pick it up from her house. So I mean, that's dope. She's a very very small business, but the fact that she's still doing these things is uh, is pretty phenomenal. That she's you know, she's willing to push it out there. So. You know, Fuck very, yeah. very, and I'm all about small businesses. Um, you know, there's a Black Cat's Coffee here locally who actually support me uh, in this, in, in, in what I do and actually would like to support us in, in future endeavors and, uh, you know, events and things of that nice. nature. Oh, yeah. Maybe in CBD infuse some of their coffee and do some nitro cold brews and stuff like that. Yeah, right. It's a new trend. It's that yeah. kind of thing. Like, you know, we want to incorporate other people in the community <laughs> who have interests in these things but don't understand what we're talking about. Right. If you want to know, reach out to us. And, um, you know, one of the services I do is I will come to your home and I'll make you RSL with your flower. If that's what you need, if you can't get your meds, that's what we can do. I can also make you shatter. It's a little bit longer process, but you know, we can make these things for you if those are the items that you require to medicate yourself. And how can they find you, Chef Ginger? Well, it's Chef underscore Ginger Kid, G-I-N-G-E-R-K-I-D, all one word on Instagram right now. Um, and uh, you know, it's got all of my contact information on there. It's also Chef Ginger Kid LLC uh, at gmail.com. Rock on. Well, that's a great way to find you. Yeah. I personally offer the teaching of infusions, on-site infusions for patient to patient. 
I also offer cooking classes as well. I offer nutritional classes, and then I offer specialty infusion classes. This is my card right here. I also have uh, Chef Turtle 420 on Instagram. That is not on my card at the moment. Uh, and Chef Wicked 17 on Instagram. Fantastic. Um, prices vary depending on what kind of classes you want. And I would like to give one more shout out to the Mint Dispensary and the Mint Cafe for taking such good care of me while I was there. And even though I had to step away from personal matters, they made sure that I was completely looked after, taken care of as an employee, especially during this time period. That's awesome. And when I did have to step away, they gave me probably the best parting gift I could ever ask for and stocked me up with my medicine and wished me the best of luck with everything and actually gave me a shout out as I was leaving in front of all the patients and PSRs and wished me well. So I'd like to give the Mint Dispensary and the Mint Cafe a huge shout out and thank you so much for being in my life that's awesome dude that's very very that's freaking awesome well you can follow me uh dtreats az on instagram and facebook uh follow me on the stone age podcast uh stone age podcast on instagram and facebook on uh, live um delishedible.com uh delish on instagram um if you guys want education resources you want cbd delivered to you i can do that uh, you can follow us at Nirvana, we're Nirvana West, Nirvana Prescott Valley, Bloom Dispensary, and Sticky Saguaro, and hopefully Territory by the end of this month. Nice. I need nice. to buy a bag of your gummies, by the way, after this is over. Boom. Yeah, for sure. And then, Top Shelf Tommy. Um, yeah, if you guys need anything pressed, uh, uh, hit me up on Instagram, uh, Tommy Townsend, T-O-W-N-Z-E-N. You'll be seeing him a lot more around here, pressing things, doing more education. And hopefully one day showing new presses and new cool ways. Yep. Yes. He is the man we go to. Hopefully one day soon. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank you for listening to us on our first food cast. We got <laughs> about two minutes left. Yeah, we do. But you know, I mean, let's. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. We definitely. Thank you, everybody. Agree. Yeah. Thank you, everybody there in uh, Facebook land. Thank you. Uh, next time we're gonna be Thank on here. Push. Cool, ugly stoner homies. We love you. All those diamonds. Next time we're gonna be on here. We're gonna be doing a, a live demonstration. Maybe we'll be doing an actual extract method, or we're gonna be doing actual cooking. And then soon, as it gets a little bit warmer and this uh, pandemic clears up a little bit, we're gonna have a can of cue. We're gonna be doing a smoking, a barbecuing method. We'll invite some people over here. Maybe we'll do it at a location, and we're gonna show people. How to have a good barbecue you, you and put meds in it too. Definitely. Definitely. So we are at one minute. So any last words, ladies and gentlemen? Wash your hands, brush your teeth, and remember try to keep an arm's length distance at all times. Stay sanitary, stay hydrated, and just help everybody stay calm. Share the love and don't don't be that asshole. Be that friend. Exactly. All right, everybody. This is the AZ Foodcast. Thank you for listening to our first podcast episode. We'll be back for more. See ya.